Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Your boy has moved to the big city. How close are you to, like, downtown? Um, what a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what c- constitutes downtown around here. I'm close to campus. So it sounds like you moved from the burbs to the burbs. Um, kinda, I guess. Yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is... So when we recorded this, but previously, before I moved, um... My studio, studio, use that term generously, um, (laughs) was in the basement that had no windows. So now I'm recording this in my apartment bedroom with a single window. And it's just like, it's weird that people can just see me now. See, I I record on the second floor and I have a window looking out, but the balls on someone to like look in with a telescope or whatever. (laughs) would be nuts but dude i'm i'm looking forward to the day when i step up the studio a little bit maybe you and i dabble in a little bit of video podcasting or yeah. we'll do a live podcast in front of a the thing studio that I audience think about, or something the thing that i think about whenever we discuss the idea of doing a video podcast is like i would have to make sure i look okay you know <laughs> hair and makeup bro hair and makeup. like right now like i would have to like make sure my eye is clean. I would have to make sure, you know, I've shaved and I'm wearing decent clothes and there's nothing like, you know, on my face or anything. Meanwhile, here, I'm just like, I literally do not even know what I look like. See, I would think that like, I'd be worried I'm gonna start wearing the same stuff over and over again. And I'm like, oh, geez, I wore this four episodes ago. People are going to notice, man. Is this the only clothes this guy owns? That'd be what I'm worried about. But. Nah, as long as there's one episode of separation, I'll wear whatever I want. Good to know. Maybe we'll just hire stylists or producers, bro. We need to get producers. <laughs> okay, so here, so audience, this is the thing. You do not get video podcasts until we get enough support and revenue from the podcast to not only hot to not only purchase studios for the both of us but a team a management team behind it as well i think what we need is interns interns and they can help us smack in the face (laughs) that'd be such a smack in the face like yeah we're trying to hire college interns and how old are you also 22 okay cool 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 yeah, if you are an intern or trying to get into music, uh, music, sound engineering or videography or anything like that, editing, reach out to us. We might have some work for you. Yeah, we're not going to be able to give you any tips or help, but we'll give you work to do. Yeah, man. If you want experience, <laughs> if you're looking for an entry level job that offers plenty of experience, yeah, we have something for you. We are also not board certified, so um, is that something you can get? I don't know. I- I'm sure if I'm sure if a college student handed a resume to them, it's like I edited the Permanent Good podcast for six months, and they're like, "You edited a fake podcast for six months? Okay." All you have to do is like just fudge the numbers a little bit. Be like, I edited a podcast. <laughs> use use the resume language. Um, Dude, resume language sucks. You, I hate it. You just got to use resume language. They could figure it out make it sound freaking dope. Yeah. So uh, send DMs uh, Alex's way because yeah, he's man. on Twitter because he's on Twitter the most. 
So he will be able to get back to you super fast. Yeah. Alex the Goods on Twitter and Instagram. Well, uh, do you want to talk about our movies? Yes. So we are starting a new theme. Would you like to talk to him about it? Yeah. So this theme, we're doing a best and worst theme for the month. We're taking some of our favorite actors and some of the most renowned actors, and we are going through their catalog. We are picking among the highest rated movie and among the lowest rated movie, and we're doing them both in a single episode so we can compare and contrast what is this person's best work and what is their worst work our first week is daniel day lewis what a legend what a legend uh we've already seen him on the podcast before in lincoln but now we are watching there will be blood and nine and that's what we're watching this week obviously since we're doing more than one movie it's all spoilers all the time so if you don't want to hear us talk about these movies for 45 minutes here is the time code to skip ahead right now time code 3608 uh do you want to start with the best movie or the worst movie um let's do worst first okay so so yeah it's nine which is oh sorry yeah this movie is nine it's based on a broadway musical of the same name and it is a um from it 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 is a musical adaptation so it has daniel day lewis judy dench kate hudson um nicole kidman penelope cruz um there's just there's a lot of big names in it and they all sing and dance now Let's get down to the nitty gritty. This movie came out in 2009. It's two hours long. It's his quote unquote worst movie and has a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which for Daniel Day-Lewis is low. Daniel Day-Lewis is an amazing actor. This is not an amazing movie. However, it was nominated for four Oscars. I also, listen, I agree. It's not an amazing movie. It's not 5.8, in my opinion. I look, You're right. It's worse. No, it's not. It's You know what? And also, let me tell you, if you don't know that this movie is a musical going in, you're going to hate it even more. Which is something I don't, my brain literally cannot wrap around that concept. It's just like, how does something being a musical inherently make it worse? Like, the music in this movie made it watchable for me. Oh, that's crazy, because the music in this movie was so whack. I considered, there's a couple movies, I think we've watched like three or four of them, in our entire history of this podcast, where I'm like, do I really have to watch this all the way through? Like, I get the gist. No way. I'm like, I get the gist. Do I really need to finish this? And that happened during this movie. This, the music in this movie is, like, from the jump... I really enjoyed it. There are a couple good songs. Most of them are bad. I would say 75% of them are bad. It's very, you know, this musical came out in the 80s. And it is very much in the 80s style of musical, which is that like stylistic kind of clubhouse jazz type deal. So the the director previously directed Chicago. Yeah. Um and it has a more mellow tone than Chicago does. Chicago is very like cartoony and like uh stuff and like hyperbolic and stuff like that. This movie is not. It is very like mellow and it's like it, it I don't want to say it insists upon itself, but like it's it's a little hoity-toity. Okay, so this the brief synopsis of this movie. Arrogant, self-centered movie director Guido Contini played by Daniel Day-Lewis, finds himself struggling to find meaning, purpose, and a script for his latest movie endeavor. 
With only one week left before shooting begins, he desperately searches for answers and inspiration from his wife, mistress, muse, mother, and a bunch of other women who we have no idea who they are. And he's just a director constantly being harassed by like, when's the movie coming out? Your last couple movies were not very good. You're a big star and he's Italian. And that's pretty much the movie. In the 60s. It's, I don't know if we ever get anywhere. You know what I mean? No, I Where's don't think the we progression? do. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. Not very, it's just like, for it's. I think it's more of a progression of him than him writing the movie. Because you think that this movie is going to be, oh, he's going to, it's kind of like Mank, where it's like you're under this tight deadline, get us a script in a week, and under intense amounts of pressure, he has a breakdown, but he eventually gets the script done. Kind of not really. <laughs> not really. Yeah. And there's here the only reason I have issues with musical numbers, because if the music's not good, then you pulled me out of the story for no reason. Because I know a lot of times people who love musicals and I dude, I've done musicals. I I know. And I've been in good ones. I've been in bad ones. And a lot of times they say that when you start a song, you are telling you're continuing the story. You're supposed to learn something in the song. You're not supposed to be pull out, let's sing a number, and then get back in the story. This music's supposed to be part of the story. This, most of the songs did not contribute to the story. They were just songs. They were very character-centered. Pretty much yeah. every character got their own song, and it was just like a continuation of their attitude or their vibe or whatever. Yeah. It was very much an actor's musical where the acting was... I would say mediocre to good on most of their parts. And it wasn't story driven. It was just yeah. like, let's showcase characters and cool ambiance. Yeah. So the songs that I really liked was um, the first song that Daniel Day-Lewis did. I really like that song. I think it did a good job of like setting up the characterization for Guido. It's like, it's very it pretty much tells you straight up like i want both sides of the coin i want to be like an old wise man and i want people to respect me for what i know but i also want to be young and brash and make stupid mistakes and let everybody accept those mistakes and so it's just that like he doesn't even know what he truly wants and i think that that song did a good job of portraying that um i also liked the fergie song um which i forget what the name of it is but it's a bunch of redheads you know doing a chair dance um that song was good and then kate hudson had a song that i really wow liked. you picked my least favorite songs that's crazy. Dude, no, those songs rule because i love marion cotillard which is his wife louisa contini she has a song that really slowed stuff down and i'm like yo this is fire um she also has a song later which is very good daniel day lewis's second song the later song is also very good i'm a big fan of nicole kidman in this movie um but i think we can all agree on one thing penelope cruz's song was bad it was just yeah. bad that yeah. like fake seductress thing uh, that musicals try to do was off-putting it was it was it was more funny than anything else. Yeah. Just like watching. Oh, dude, what's crazy? Um, this thing's supposed to be like heavy comedy influenced. Okay. Which um, is I mean, whack. Like, like I kind of see that, but I it, it it wasn't. I would. I wasn't laughing a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I laughed. I laughed at this movie. Um. It's. 
it's fu- I think it's a fine experience. You know, if you like musicals, you're going to like it. Um, you're going to appreciate it, I think. Because, like I said, there are good songs. Daniel Day-Lewis does perform very well. Um, there, there is a lot of stuff here that I appreciated. Do you want to guess the tagline for this movie? Is it something like... No, I don't know. I don't know. This holiday season, be Italian. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and, th- and there were some good acting performances as well. A scene that sticks out to me is when he's talking to the bishop in the hot tub or wherever they were, the bathing room. And the bishop is like, listen, I like your movies, but can you stop putting sex in there? And he's just like, bruh, I don't know what you want me to do. Movies are movies. I liked the press conference scene. Yes, those were good, too. Those were good, too. Um. Yeah, uh, dude, to be honest, I can't say I, there's a partic- particular parts about this movie that stick out because as soon as I realized like the music was in, and this is not like greatest showman music. This is like heavy stylized, not really story driven character music. And in order for that to work, you need to like have a love for musicals in general. And your boy did not. Yeah. So I am, uh, again, I did not love this movie, but it's, I, I will defend the musical aspect. I was looking through reviews for this movie. It's one of my, I think it's the greatest disservice to modern cinema is the fact that people just inherently don't like musicals because I was looking through the reviews and there was more than one that was like amazing acting, hate the music five out of ten well, and i'm like here's the thing is like there's musicals with good music that uh, we're doing another we're doing another musical next week and it's the good movie this is the bad movie and the good movie we haven't talked about yet so i'm hoping that musicals can redeem themselves yeah there are also other musicals that i think just like got shot in the foot by bad reception like Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan were in a movie called The Last Five Years and that all, that has a very similar rating to this movie like 5.8 5.9 but it's one of my favorite movies of all time but like, also there's like La La Land and which is everyone can kind of recognize it's pretty good then you obviously have Great Showman then there's a there's a song in this movie that actually reminded me of Phantom of the Opera I think it's that's his second song I'm like oh this got Phantom vibes that were good and then there's musicals like, I don't know, Cats, that are like, what are we doing? So I'm going to trust that the world, some people don't give musicals a shot, but I think of the people that give musicals a shot, there's a pretty fair judge of, is the music good? And I think in this movie, the majority were not, which is not good. It's not, it's not ideal. Yeah, I, I am not familiar with the any of the Broadway performances of this or any of the Broadway soundtracks. So unfortunately, I cannot compare the two. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I think they all were fine. The one that like I was really just straight up not a fan of was I didn't love Judy Dench's song. Yeah, did like the, the performance was cool. It was very much Judy Dench's character in the sense that like, there were lots of colors. The costumes were extravagant. Like it, it was very much her character's song. But the music in it, in it, in and of itself, I was just like, whatever, whatever. What do you think of celebrities, uh, just singing? That are they'll, they'll come in and do roles that are heavy singing roles, and they're not known for singing. I am weary. I'm not writing them off one way or the other, but I, I am weary. 
And that's kind of why La La Land didn't stick with me was because neither Emma Stone or Ryan Gosling impressed me with their singing. The dancing was cool. I liked the choreography in La La Land, but like the singing was just like not not it. Right. But that but that's why I liked Fergie's song was because I thought the choreography was really cool and like the second verse of that song like really struck uh vocally interesting because i think of this too like a lot of kids movies there's just straight up more music in them just there's more music and then like Dwayne johnson will come in and do a role and i'm like oh i guess if you're doing a movie you have to sing so (laughs) if you want a big star you better make it work yeah um is there anything else you want to say about this the plot was like you said kind of whatever um penelope cruz and his wife's actress, whose name I forget. Dude, um, she's freaking dope. I love his wife. Um, so the actress is Marianne Cotillard, which okay. is fire. She's in Inception, which is what I know her from. But she's also in a bunch of other stuff. And I love her. She's amazing. And in I, the I, show, um, in the movie, her name is Louisa. I don't know if it's just a matter of this is how it is or if maybe they weren't costumed very well. But they looked way too similar in this movie. That sometimes I didn't know who he was talking to. Oh, yeah, I never had that problem. Okay, yeah, so that I just, might just be a youth thing. Um, yeah, the whole like mistress beat and um when she gets sick and you know now he has like more stress in his life and it's just like I was like there for it, but I also like wasn't super just in engaged to that part. Right. So this movie got nominated for four Oscars. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role, Penelope Cruz. Best achievement in costume design. Best achievement in music written by, for motion pictures. And best achievement in art direction. It didn't win any of them. And thank God it didn't because I would have been upset. Actually, I would have allowed costume design was pretty sick in art direction. Because that stuff had nothing to do with the story. It's just like it was a period piece. So if you can do a period piece well, it's going to look dope. And aesthetically, it's going to be sick. But these other two things, little whack, man. What are we doing? Yeah, it's it's mank with music. So take that as you will. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. And um, it's not going to be for most people. I will say that this movie is not going to be for most people. And I this is also not a movie I would recommend for people. Also, Dana Day-Lewis did this movie right after he did There Will Be Blood. Like, this was the next movie. And my... Dude, just don't. Don't. Don't do it. I think you're just being mean. Are you okay? You've been really mean in movie reviews. No. Recently. Well, we're about to talk to this next about this next movie, and you're going to be mean, and I'm going to be covering. Let's just jump into it. Actually, let's rate the last movie. I'm going to give it like a six and a quarter. I'm going to give it a four and a half. I just think you, yeah. I think you don't like fun. I don't like fun. Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't like Cause, fun. Because every time I, because every time a movie is brought to the table and it's like, hey, just have fun with it. You're like, this movie sucks. I could have done this. Well, I couldn't have done this because it's just, it's too much. Um, nor would I have wanted to. And I like fun. We're going to go over some fun movies coming this month. Also, who defended freaking um, Cusco? What was that movie called? If you can't remember the name, it must Emperor's not have made New an impression. Group, bro. I was, I... <laughs> defended that the best i could i'm here for fun bro i'm a fun guy all right i'm fun i'm cool all right i'm i'm fun and i'll kill you if you say otherwise dude 
But yeah, I this movie is a four and a half. I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. I would I would recommend this to people who say they like musicals to be like, all right, let's find out if you really like musicals. All right. So now we're going to move on to Daniel Day-Lewis's best movie, There Will Be Blood. Yes. Now this movie sucks. This movie is freaking crazy, dude. This movie this, was good. Dude, this movie was such obvious Oscar bait. It hurt. I had to take a break halfway through because I could not bear to watch it. This movie was great. And I don't think it was Oscar bait. I think you just watch. Every time you see good acting, you're like, these guys are trying too hard. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The acting is amazing. It's phenomenal. I I genuinely love the acting in this movie. For all the things that this movie isn't, this movie is a fantastic portrayal of everybody's acting. I will not take that away. However, this movie is two and a half hours long and three interesting things happen. Listen, this movie got nominated for eight Oscars and won two of them. And it's, some might even say that was too many. It was not too many. This Here's the thing. This movie, there's a couple of directors that just write like this. Um, and that's nobody's fault. Clint Eastwood also he's, he did a movie, Gran Torino. Most of his movies are story-driven, character-driven, and just focus on acting. And Paul Thomas Anderson is also like this. There's, co- there's a couple directors that are like, I don't need a lot to happen. I need you to see character development. I want you to focus on acting. This movie has so many long scenes, like no cuts. It's crazy. And I, and I didn't notice it until like six minutes in. I'm like, oh, we haven't cut away yet. This is yeah. one take. Yeah, this movie, in the first 10 minutes, one line is spoken. So, and that's kind of just like the vibe of the rest of the movie. (laughs) So if you like very film, 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 film. This is way more film than movie. So that's what this movie is bringing to the table. A short synopsis of this movie is... Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's character, whose name is also Daniel, is an oil prospector. And basically, the the big thing is around he goes to a small community, buys up a ranch, and convinces that community to help him drill for oil there. That's the big crux. And then, it, and then later on, it moves on to other things. But that's the big thing. It's one of those... Okay, if movies could be meals, this is a sit-down, five-course meal with wine that you do not do often you're like this is going to be something we do once or twice a year yeah i'm you're not, not getting this. up <laughs> you're yeah. not getting up to go to the bathroom you must maintain eye contact with everyone else at the table the entire time this is one of those things where i'm like i'm not going to watch this movie again for a long time it's going to be a year or two this is so like just every bite you're like let's just savor this there's no you know special things it's not like Someone's bringing out and the food's on fire or there's doing tricks and stuff. This movie's like, let's just sit down and eat a real good steak. And every time you cut it, just keep it in your mouth for a little bit. And by the time you get to the fifth course of the meal, you're like, this meal should have ended two courses. (laughs) Once you get to the fifth course of the meal, you're like, A, this meal is going to be expensive. And B, we can't do this all the time. And C, it's going to be like one of those things that like, you're like, I get why people like this. I also know there's no way people can eat this all the time. You cannot have, most movies can't be like this because people would get fatigue. You and I, if most, if we have any other movies like this for the rest of the month, I'm going to be tired. 
<laughs> it's a great movie. I love it. I stand by it. And we, there's a couple other movies we, like Mank. This movie is way better than Mank, but Mank has the same vibe of when you're done, you're like, I need a freaking breather. <laughs> I need a fresh glass of water. I need some like get up and walk around. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I just don't like those kinds of movies. You know, it's this movie is all style and no substance. And it, I appreciate it for what it is. I just don't like it. Yeah, that's fair, man. This movie is it's um I feel like it's when you there's a million analogies to come up with this movie. It's when you go to college and you find out your professor isn't going to be funny. He's not going to be fun. But he just got out of doing that job you want to do for like 40 years. And he just tells stories the whole time. Yeah. And you're like, so I- this is great. I don't know if I'm learning anything. But <laughs> <laughs> I really, this guy obviously knows a bunch. And that's what I felt like with this movie. I'm like, I should pay attention. I don't know if I'm really getting it. But this guy knows what he's doing. So I want to talk about the three things that I did enjoy. Okay. Or at least the things that peaked in inci- excitement. The mm-hmm. first one, obviously, Oil rig blowing up, oh, right? Where the oil's just spouting and it's a freaking geyser of flames. Yeah, that like that if was you crazy. If you weren't paying attention before, this is the scene you pay attention. Unfortunately, to. Unfortunately, that happens about an hour in. Yes. So. <laughs> and then the second thing is when he abandons his kid on the train. Oh, dude, he's like, I'm gonna go talk to the conductor, and he just dips. And somebody has to hold the kid back because he's trying to get off the train. I'm like, this is despicable. Yeah, like, dude. like before this point in the movie, you're kind of like, you're, well, you're doing... rooting for this guy. Yeah. You're like, you're he's d- a pretty good guy. He's, he talks about this is a family business. The way the reason we're successful and the other people aren't is because I let your your guys come in and bring their families. We stay here. We make money and we improve the town around us. We're family yeah. oriented. And we know that and like. It's like we know he manipulates people for the sake of business. And it's one of those like it's it's fun to watch somebody be good at business. Right. And and like you might be doing some shady like price tactics, but like overall it's cool to watch you work. Right. And then he does this and you're like, oh, you suck. Because yeah. what happens is his kid um gets he's caught in the explosion of the oil drill and uh gets a head injury and it becomes deaf from this incident. Mm -hmm. And so he takes him on the train to send him to a school for deaf people, but he doesn't go with him on the train. He drops him off on the train, says, I'll be right back and And doesn't even say goodbye and, and leaves. And so you're like, Oh, I'm no longer rooting for you. Yeah, dude. It was, I was, I was, it gave up being like, I want this guy to succeed. I just want to know, like, I want to know what happens. And then the third thing is at the very end when oh, he the, beats the somebody whole, with a, a bowling, bowling pin. Alley scene. Yeah. Where he um, talks about the milkshake and he makes that guy, like, renounce God just to be like, oh, by the way. Yeah. That scene, I, I had fully checked out by that part of the movie. Like, I was literally waiting for it to be done. And then he starts screaming about a milkshake and starts throwing bowling pins at a dude. And I'm like, what is happening? I, what? I dude, must have skipped a few chapters. Minutes. And I'm like, first of all, it could have ended with the last scene. When he goes at it with his son and he goes, by the way, you're never my son. Like, essentially, well, what happens in the beginning of the movie is he has a oil uh, rig and on happenstance, it breaks and it falls down into the well. 
he's in with one other person and the stuff misses him and kills the other guy. The other guy has a son who's like 18 months old and he's like, all right, you're going to be my son now. And he never tells the kid till this moment. And he goes, by the way, you're nothing to me. You're an orphan and you probably don't even know what that means. And then when that happens, you're like, oh, we have completed the whole full cycle. We went from liking him for taking on someone else's kid and trying his best to now hating this guy. And then there's 20 minutes left in the scene or 20 minutes left in the movie. And we're like, what is going to happen? Yeah. Um, and this is another like kind of like expectations thing that a problem that I had. And I recognize this is fully on me. But the movie's called There Will Be Blood. There's kind of like this gothic font to the title and like the poster has him like in a suit or something. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be like some sort of like family war movie or like fa- like family. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Nope. Nope. There. Nope. Actually, very none of that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it felt and I hate saying this because everyone takes it differently. It felt real. It okay. felt like. Every time someone died, it was years apart. This guy wasn't killing people left and right. He wasn't a gangster. But he was one of those things that, like, don't screw me over. Like, I yeah. this is my entire life. Because there is a scene where a guy comes in for about two years. And he convinces them that he's his long-lost brother. And he shows some fake identification. Because, obviously, it's freaking 1920-whatever. Like, there's nothing real. There's no photo ID. And he poses as his brother. Because he has a journal of his real brother. And about a year and a half in, he's telling a story and the guy is just like, yes, yeah, totally, 100%. Just nudging him along. And then he goes, oh, yeah. So in the middle of the night, he gives him a question and he goes, listen, we're friends. I'm not your brother. I met your brother. He died of tuberculosis. Just let me go. I'll disappear from your life. I'm sorry I wasted your time, but we're friends. I'm genuinely here for you. And he shoots him in the head. And I'm like, listen, I wouldn't do that, but I understand why you would. So none of these actions seemed crazy or irrational. Oh my gosh, dude, this movie was... Also, the whole time, I'm like, I don't even know who Daniel Day-Lewis is. Because I just saw him be Italian. He was Lincoln earlier this year. And now we're watching this. I don't know what his real voice sounds like because he's got an accent every time. I don't know what he, I don't know anything about him. But I do know what he looks like now. After we had watched Lincoln, I'm like, I still don't know what he looks like. But now yeah. I'm confident I know what his face is supposed to look like. He is so talented. Thank God he won an Oscar for this movie because I would have been upset. This, yeah. The acting level is ridiculous. There were other moments in the movie that like slowly chip away at his character i feel like this movie doesn't like his character doesn't really do a gradual decline it does like a little chug and then just descends but like one of the little chips was after he leaves the uh, the community where the drill blew up Mm -hmm. um he gets he does negotiations to basically sell the company and like merge with another oil company and he gets offered uh, what would be worth today four and a half million dollars to give that away and i'm like bud you like at this point in the movie he knows his business days are kind of numbered like he will like he, at this point he's not gonna reach the same level of success that he has before and he's like and it's, again it's four and a half million dollars cash out now just do it and he's like no I don't want to. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, buddy, we all see where this is going. Everybody but you knows where this is going. I think the thing is, though, is we literally saw him find oil for the first time. Yeah. So he is like, he could not be more invested. 
Like it was nuts. And then we saw his early business deals. He's taking his son along the whole time, which is by the way, one of the best child actors I've ever seen. Um, and he's taking him along and we see this whole thing and how he acquires property. He's making $2,000 a week, which is like $3 million a year. And he's super successful. And then they offer him some money and goes, well, what would I do afterwards? He goes, you go hang out with your son. And these guys don't know he sent his son away. And he still feels super guilty about it. And he doesn't want anyone talking about his son. And he goes, are you telling me, you know, you're, are you going to tell me how to raise my son? Are you tell me what to do with my son? And the whole time I'm thinking, if this was any other movie, you would be dead by now, bro. <laughs> and you're just lucky Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't kill people in front of other people. He does it somewhere and hides the body it was nuts. What did you think about um, the scene with the pastor and he, he's forcing him to get baptized? Um, That was intense. That was so intense, bro. Yeah. And like <laughs> the relationship that he has with that pastor is the most interesting relationship in the movie. Um, it kind of gets tucked away in the third act until it like gets brought up. Yeah, because the, the guy end. goes on mission. He goes, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a missionary now. I'm going to go travel the world and um, so yeah. when um because there's that first bit of tension after um the he comes up to daniel day lewis and he goes hey i love like listen i love that you're doing this for our community like you're gonna help the church a lot like he, the pastor sees everything that daniel day lewis does is gonna help the church yeah. and so he's like i want to give this well my blessing it'll take five minutes tops and he's like dude yes i agree let's do it what time do you want to bless the well i the whole time you can see he's super reluctant Be like dude can i just make money why you got to bring god <laughs> into this and he goes oh, sure fine whatever what time you want to do it what are you going to say what do you want me to do you want me to introduce you what is that going to look like and so and and eli is just standing at the front of the crowd like ready to bless the well like smile on his face hope in his eyes and Daniel Day Lewis just blows right over him. He like blesses yeah. it himself. Yeah. I, I, you told me what you were going to say. I, I get the gist. I'll just do it. And, and then a bunch of bad stuff starts happening. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that's where the movie, uh, that's where everything goes wrong for him. Yeah. Holy crap, dude. Acting fest. It's an acting fest. Dude. And it was good. I wouldn't say it's not easy to watch, but it's one of those things that or like fun. Set, just set a time to sit down and do it. It is a meal. It's going to take a while. And the whole time you're going to be thinking, holy crap, I feel like I'm watching a documentary. Yeah. So I'm going to give this a flat five. So I'm going to give this an eight. Yeah. Um. Good acting. Not much else for me to like enjoy about it. Yeah, bro. Um. This is freaking amazing. Um. The acting was crazy. The story was wild. The dialogue and the monologues were like second to none. Um, I did this movie is definitely his best movie. I I also want to watch Kings of New York again, but that movie is like actually. I do want to watch that. I that do movie actually. I've seen. It's like people literally just attacking each other with axes and swords, not swords like knives in the streets. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that. We should we should pencil that in somewhere. It's yeah, it is like violent. That's what. That movie should be this, this, like, uh, what is this? There will be blood. That movie is gross. Yeah. How gross, like, how gory it is. But we'll definitely watch it. But yeah, this movie's an eight. I stand by it. Daniel Day Lewis might be, like, top five favorite actors now. Um, okay. Just as far as, like, talent. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's 
wild. If you oh, also, I would say to the audience, if you like DiCaprio, you're gonna love Daniel Day. It's the same thing, the same tier of acting. Like it's phenomenal. But yeah, amazing movie. I'm really glad uh, we watched this one. It yeah. almost made nine. Words. It was it was it was on my list. So I I was uh, I'm glad that it's in the knowledge banks. Are you ready to bring back our non-movie listeners? Non-movie listeners. Two movies. Are, are they going to skip out on two movies every week for the whole month? I guess so. That's I mean, just we did pre- disrespectful. We did pretty good on time this week. So if, if we stay like this, hopefully it remains fair. All right, guys, we're doing our best. All right. And these movies are fire. And if you, the only excuse you have is I know I was going to watch the movie. So I didn't want to hear spoilers. That's your only excuse. So let's jump into our improv segment. This week, we are going to an older one. It is consistent cutaways. The way this one works is we're just going to do a normal improv scene. But every chance we get, we're going to do a Family Guy style cutaway. And we're going to perform that scene and then jump back to our original scene and continue on with that. Holy crap. I forget how much work this improv segment is. (laughs) It's not work if you can just remember what the original scene was. All right. Okay, here we go. Um, what do you want to do? <laughs> you said here we go, like we were about to start a scene, dude. That's the <laughs> we're gonna add that to our list. We'll just do an improv scene with nothing. We know nothing going into it. Okay. Um. So I think I'm gonna. So for this scene, I'll be the head chef, and you're the new waiter of a five star restaurant, and it's your first night. Have you seen the Bradley Cooper Ratatouille? Movie? Yes, I have. The Bradley Cooper movie. I think it's called Heat Cooked or something. Burnt. No, no, I haven't. Anyways, I'm going to be channeling Bradley Cooper in this moment. Okay. You ready? Let's do it. All right. All right. Okay. I need a big steak. And Come on. Come on. We need steaks. We have four steaks lined up. Let's go. Let's go. Well, here's the thing. I come from an Italian background. This seems more American style. You don't have an accent. And you come from an Italian background? Shut I up. I don't Italian, care. Get, get, I work get the in an food. Italian restaurant. You don't have to be Italian to work in an Italian restaurant. Okay. Hey, get the food. Stop talking to me. Are, are we Michelin star? Because if not, yeah, I'm not. Yes. Not, no, I don't think we are. What are we like? One star? Yeah, I just came from a two star and I was sous chef over there. So uh, cut to that two star restaurant. Hey, Alex, I just want to say you are doing a mediocre job and that's better than all of our other chefs have done. So like, congratulations. Listen, we're a Michelin. We're a two Michelin star restaurant. I think if this is mediocre, you guys should be Begging to keep me because if I just tried a little bit harder, it'd be three stars. You know, one of the maybe 200 in the world. So no big deal. Cut to them getting okay. fired. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. I remember you saying that you wanted to try a little bit harder. Um, but the fact of the matter is if you try harder and we get more stars, then we're g- then we're going to all have to work harder and we don't want that. So in order to compromise that, we are letting you go. What? Do you know who yeah. I am? Cut um, to him being born. <laughs> wow. What a beautiful son. What will we call him? We will call him the Michelin star. Ah, Bill. That's such a good one. Uh, excuse me? Uh, Bill Gates? <laughs> uh, yeah. Th- yeah. Um, I have on this uh, birth certificate, you're going to call your son Michelin star Gates? Yeah. Is that um, actually, true? actually, can I talk to you over here for a second? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ba- baby, we'll be right back. We'll, we'll be right back. Okay. Hey, yeah, okay. I told my wife that we were going to name the son Michelin star. That's crazy. You know that's crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you, we're going to go back in there and I'm going to say, yes, Michelin star, write down Alex. Okay? Yeah. I think she's going to see it on the birth certificate. 
we're not hey we're not gonna let her see it cut to her seeing it um i'm pretty sure we agreed michelin star did we not you said michelin i heard alex i heard alex did you not say alex do you guys have cameras in this no it's it's what 1995 cuts back to getting fired like i said my dad's (laughs) bill gates he owns a thousand restaurants if you don't keep me here He'll just buy this one. Okay, okay, okay. How about we just transfer you to a different restaurant? Do you Cuts back wanna... to original restaurant. Yeah, so that's pretty much why I got here. It's not that, oh. you know, I'm not good enough. I'm better than this. But, you know, they had to transfer me somewhere else to help you guys and out because you're obviously okay, suffering. Okay, I understand what you're saying. But what you, what you have to understand is you got hired as a waiter. What are you doing in the kitchen? Well, here's the thing. I found out that if I diversify my abilities and my talents, maybe you'll each, you know, grab a little bit and we can, you can all turn this into a learning experience. You know, I've seen the best waiters also cook, the best cooks also, you know, serve. I'm also a pretty skilled host and manager. Okay, hold on. But nobody has sat table seven in 45 minutes. Cut to table seven waiting for their waiter. Oh my gosh. Um, have you, didn't they come in after us? Did the, no, no, he wasn't wearing that hat before. So I think, I think you're thinking of a different couple. But what about those guys? They came in after us too, right? Oh yeah, they definitely, maybe we're and just, they just got a, their, they're just, they're having dessert right now. How long have we been here? Um, maybe 45 minutes that, hey, hold on. I remember yeah. that episode of Arrow beginning on that TV over there. That te- right. Why is there? Why are they playing an episode of Arrow? Are we at a sports bar? Are the is the babysitter expecting us to be back like in forty minutes? Because we're not going to be back in time. That's like halfway no. across town. Yeah. So do we extend the babysitter? Do you want to cuts just- to the babysitter watching the kid? <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? How come they're not picking up the phone? Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Cut, cuts back to the table. My phone keeps ringing, but it won't tell me who it is. It's probably a scammer. I don't recognize right, the number right. either. So Okay, I'm just going to turn off my phone. Hey, you remember to give the babysitter my number, right? Yeah, I think so. Do you think okay. that could be her? No, probably no, no, not. No, no, no. Probably not. Nah, she she would have like texted first. You know Gen Z's, they don't call. Yeah, cuts back to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've been served. Yeah, so go do it. But here's the thing. This is a learning experience for all of us. Because if they're still here, that means they've heard our reputation. More likely heard of my reputation. They're not if going you... anywhere. No, no, come here. I And he drags you by the ear out to table seven. Hey, you've been waiting for a while, haven't you? Uh, y- yeah. Yeah. What, why are you still here? Why are you still waiting here? Um. Well, I mean, our kids are pretty crazy at home. So we wanted a night out. So, I mean, we're not going to go back home just because this doesn't go perfectly, right? So you're saying it's not because of the restaurant's reputation or even this nameless waiter's reputation? Who Who is he? I've never heard of him before. Thank you very oh, much. you've heard of him. And then I push you Do back you know into the kitchen. you know my dad is? Your voice just slowly starts to fade away as Do you're you getting pushed away. Do you know who my father is? That's a nice phone you got there. Is that Windows, perhaps? Microsoft? (laughs) Okay, no. Do you understand? Now go back there and actually take their order. What do you want? Water? Knew it. All right, I'll be back. These freaking idiots are at a culinary experience, and they ordered water. Uh, Hey, Grace, can you come over here? Um, Yeah, the new guy, Alex, kill him. 
Cox gun. Nice. It's a pretty good scene, man. Pretty good scene. <laughs> Consistent cutaways. We did them consistently. Came back to the scene. I remembered where we were at. <laughs> pretty proud of us. Do you want to do another one or do you think that's good enough? We can do another one. Okay. Um, This time. um, Oh, you're an Uber driver. Okay. And I just got in the car. All We're right. in Chicago. Hey, um, welcome to my Uber. Um, I'll be your driver, Craig. Uh, there's gum and water. Uh, there's a charger if you need it. I don't have an iPhone charger. That's like I only I do have That's an iPhone gonna charger. That's going to cost you a star. But it hold on, I do have an iPhone charger. It's just an iPhone three charger. You know that yeah. big wide one. Yeah, you. That's it's it's that. The best you, I can do is four stars. You know, I understand. I get that. Most of my exes rate me four stars. If you know what I mean. Out of but, what? Twenty. Uh, uh, so where are you heading? Uh, can you send, take me to the loop, please? To, to the what? The loop. Oh, have you driven okay. here before? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just need to put. I'm just gonna put something in my phone real quick. Yeah. Um. The loop. Um. And in sh- you mean the Chicago loop, right? Yeah, we're in Chicago. That yeah, would yeah, make yeah, sense. Yeah. No. I Are just, you? Hey. Do you have any idea what you're doing? No, I just wanted to double check. Hey, hey. It seems like you're coming out with me with a little bit of hostility, and I just want you to know. I just want to that... make sure, like, you're not going to take me some backwoods alley. You look like one of those guys. No, I have had consistent good reviews with all of my previous clients. Cuts to the previous client. <laughs> they're there listen you said you wanted to get there fast okay so i had to take some alternate routes and go a little fast this is what you wanted am i gonna have to pay a cleaning fee no 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 well yes but yes later that night did he charge me a cleaning fee he told me he wasn't gonna charge me a cleaning fee um cuts to the original scene now that person deserved the cleaning fee if i'm listen and it wasn't much it was just two hundred dollars and i'm getting it tomorrow i heard that person like can't make their rent because of that well they should have thought about that before they asked me to go fast now do i turn left or right up here i don't don't know i'm visiting oh so you expect me to know everything when you don't even know everything well you work here, okay? And I just no, 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 looked no, no, up no, no, cool no. places to go on Yelp. And I'm just telling you what I know. I drive here. I work in Santa Fe. Is this your job? Is this your job? Then you work here. Then I work here. You know what? Screw you. I'm not paying you. Let me out over here. Okay, fine. Pulls over, unlocks car. And you know what? I'm calling the police on you. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm calling the police on you. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm calling them faster. Oh, are you calling and driving at the same time? Because that's illegal in Chicago. Nope. I I pulled over. I pulled over. I pulled over. And so you're just going to look at me while you're on the phone with the police? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I got news for you. Cuts to the um, uh, calling center, the 911 emergency center, where both operatives are getting the call at the same time. Hello. Uh, 911, what's your emergency? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There's an Uber driver. uh, An Uber passenger. uh, That did what? What did he say to you? No, they were just mean to you. Do you know if he no. has a weapon? No, you can't call in for he that. He doesn't have a weapon. No, you you are in the has wrong. Has anyone committed any violent acts? You don't know where the loop there is? Isn't? Well, what How do you long... expect us to do? You work... What do you mean you work in Santa Fe? That doesn't even make any sense. So, 
You want us just to talk to him? Hey, Brenda. Hey, Brenda. Um, yeah. I'm getting, a weird, I'm getting a weird Uber call. I don't think I'm going to send officers down no, there. No. Yeah. Should I, I Should I send the police like to arrest him? Yeah. Okay. If it yeah, gets yeah, yeah. worse, okay. call back. Sounds good. But if he hasn't, you know, committed any violence or anything like that, he's really, there's nothing wrong here. Yeah. No, don't, no. The cops are on their way. No. Okay. Yeah. They're going to arest you. Yeah. Yeah. We're not this is an anybody, abuse of emergency so services. Have a good day. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, well, they're coming now. Well, they're so, coming. So um, they're they said that they you. were they, they said, said that they were going to come to arrest. Shouldn't have harassed Wait, me, and they said that you're racist and they hate you. Hold on, hold on. The, I feel like this is unfair treatment, really, because technically, like I said, I work in Santa Fe, so technically I'm like a like a state lines immigrant, so that's just like another example of like being mistreated. Are you calling so, me racist? No. Well, if it works for my benefit. Um, well, let me tell you, I'm gay. So I guess you're homophobic. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, I'm homophobic, cox gun. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, not bad. Not bad. All right, well, that was consistent cutaways. <laughs> <laughs> I think us taking phone calls at the same time might be my favorite bit we've ever done. It was trickier than I thought it would be, but we got into a rhythm. All right, Alex, tell me about the middle segment. So this middle segment is called It's Not a Phase. And what I did was took a deep dive through some of your social media. Oh, no. <laughs> And pulled some posts. (laughs) Okay. I pulled four posts from Facebook and four posts and one post from Twitter. Okay, let's be clear. Let's be clear. I go through my Facebook memories like almost every day. And when I see something absolutely cringy, I delete it. So what I can't imagine, you're going to hear some pretty bad stuff. What I can't imagine is the stuff that would have been here if we had done this six months ago. Right. So we're going to talk about these things. You're going to explain yourself. And then I also have a website that talks about normal and abnormal behaviors of adolescence. Okay. And we're going to walk through whether you, what you experience was normal or was not normal whether or not it was a phase okay so in july 30th 2016 on facebook you posted why don't i why i don't listen i'm gonna read this as you wrote it i did copy and paste it i did not type this up why i don't think harry potter go okay be as good as pokemon no 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 no. here we go here we go no i remember making this post and i still stand by it okay harry potter is much more narrative story than pokemon Agreed. Harry Potter was never about wandering around collecting. It I was agree. about the people in the universe and how they interacted with each other and each of their Still backgrounds true. and mm-hmm. the choices each one has to make, mm-hmm. which is why yeah. I think the Telltale game would be the best solution to our HP withdrawal problem. Much more fleshed out game design and actually making choices that changes in the game. Yeah, I stand by it. Okay, okay. so 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 in, to give context for this. This was the summer of Pokemon Go mm-hmm. when it first came out. Oh, by the and way, you posted about it a lot. And so when everybody was like, oh, my God, I love Pokemon Go. Obviously, they were like, oh, can we do this with other IPs as well? And I'm like, no, Pokemon Go is perfect for the concept of Pokemon. Don't try to like don't try to brute force this concept with other IPs when it wouldn't work. 
we have better methods for that. Right. So you I stand by. You are currently it. 22, right? Uh, yes. So this, you posted this when you were 17. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Next. May 24th, 2013. I learned tonight, don't trust me with the decision of dancing with a pretty girl. Hey, guys, let's so, get, get this getting was close. eight years ago. Getting close, everybody. I was 14 at the time. 14. Oh, so this might have been the Yacht Club Summer Solstice Dance, which I only went to once, and it was this time. Because your parents owned a yacht. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. Um, and so that's what I'm thinking this was, is I had a long-term crush on a girl, and this is the time that she let me have like a pity dance with somebody. Um, and, and so that's this experience. All right. April 28th, 2013. I'm willing to don the crutches again to redeem my prepubescent voice. Yeah. So um, I was in a musical called 13 and I played the role Archie, who is on crutches because he has like a spine degenerative disease. And I was really proud of myself for performing that role. A lot of people really liked it. But I did that when I was 12. And so I was like, so you did that when you were 12. Mm-hmm. And then you thought after about a year and a half to two years of reflection, you can speak on that. Yeah, because my voice had changed a lot since then. And I had done, you know, voice training, voice classes since then. So I was like, hey, I appreciate I really like how I did it when I was 12. But now that I'm 14 and I've had a little bit more vocal training, I want I w- wish I could give it another shot. To see how I could have improved. Okay. Valentine's Day 2012. Tetris is fun. Math isn't. I straight up copied a post that I saw on iFunny. There was an iFunny post where somebody had drawn Tetris Tetris blocks or tetrominoes, if you want to get specific with it. And it, they were, it was on graph paper. And that's what the little note said was Tetris is fun. Math isn't. So I just copied that and put it on Facebook. This is uh, your Twitter post. February 5th, 2018. To the girl who shows up to my 8 a.m. with a full face of makeup I don't and get freshly it. curled hair. I, I have two questions. It. How? Why? And how? And two? And why? why? Like, how, it is 8 a.m. on a Monday. This is a two and a half hour class. Like, I don't understand how someone has the energy to wake up at what I can only assume is 6 a.m., to do like a full beauty salon of hair and makeup for a rinky dink college in Dwajak. Like, I, I, like mad respect. I appreciate it. But like, why? <laughs> See, Craig, I think it's time we talk about normal behavior for tweens. I'm pulling this from verywellfamily.com. Hold on. I was 19 on that last post. We'll talk about teens next. But a couple of these early ones were a little bit more of a tween. When kids hit the tween years, their budding independence often comes across an attitude towards their parents. It is normal for these twins to be mildly oppositional and argumentative as they begin. Tweens may struggle with social skills, and they may report frequent disagreements with friends. They also tend to lack the ability to recognize the long-term consequences of their behavior. Tweens need positive attention to reinforce their good behavior. Do you think that applies to you? Was that normal behavior for you? Or are you more abnormal as a tween? I think of the ones that I, re- I... I think the lack of social understanding is the big one that sticks out there. All right. 
normal behavior for teens. Teens often think they are adults, but they still need help making healthy decisions. Be prepared to deal with a variety of phases your teen may enter in as they try to determine who they are as an individual. For instance, it's common for teens to change social groups or test out new hairstyles or clothing styles as they try to establish their identity. Teenagers should have improved self-discipline when it comes to doing their homework or getting their chores done on time. That's not true. That's just simply not true. So, Greg, I think it's time we talk about when to worry. Warning signs of teenagers. Did you have difficulty managing emotions? Yeah. Poor impulse control. Um, I'm going to say no. Failure to respond to discipline. Yes. Struggles in school. Yeah. And judging by your posts about women, sexualized behavior. Well, I think that's a big hat for a small head. So, Craig, I think it's time we talk about the greater issue we're having here. And as a person with no psychological experience or child development experience or any idea what they're talking about, I think it wasn't a phase. I think this is just who you are and it's abnormal. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've known this. I think it's time we talk to your parents and have some meaningful discussions on what you could have done better and what you'll do to, you know, make the relationship better in the future. Which is why I have your mom on the line. Mom can hear us. I'm just kidding. I did have to give it a second just, just in case. Just, just in case. There was there was a 5% chance where I'm like, what if he does? What if he does? <laughs> That's uh, It's not a phase, man. It's uh, it's our middle segment, Man, and uh, let me tell you, I think my favorite version of you was the was 2013. 2013, yeah? you had a YouTube channel, and I've watched like three or four of your videos, <laughs> and is- you were like legitimately funny. Oh wow, those, I was <laughs> I was impressed because I could tell like some of your jokes haven't changed. Like eight years later, you're still the same person. Um, but I can see like where they came from, and I know you were trying to be funny. But there's also a subtext of like, it's the joke isn't, oh, it's like not overdone because it was eight years ago. So I haven't heard some of those jokes in a while. So like, it was actually like, we were actually like legitimately yeah, laughing. Yeah, I, I, I remember funny. sending a video to like a friend group a while ago and the consistent response was, yeah, you would make this video today. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I watched, my favorite one was uh, vote for, vote me for press. Yep. Yeah, that's and the one that I sent around. Dude, it was fire. <laughs> it was fine okay well let's do our one hit wonder this one is never coming back whether you like it or not uh this one is simply titled thinking of you i'm gonna give you just a few prompts and he- here's kind of like the setting somebody texts you hey i saw this and it reminded me of you oh uh, yikes what do you think of what is the subtext of that message with the image that they sent along with it does that make sense yep all right so somebody sends This made me think of you, and they send you a picture of grilled cheese. What does that mean? Okay, someone sends me a picture of grilled cheese and made me think of you. I think automatically it goes to my childhood because I almost never have grilled cheese anymore. So I'm thinking this person either had, like, grilled cheese with me, or they came over and I either ate at their house or they ate at my house and one of our moms made it for the other person. But this is, like, when you have, like, a super niche meal, like, um... I have people that we, every time they came over, we just ordered pizza or we ate pretzels or whatever. Um, So maybe this, I'm connected to this person via food, but I'm not going to look into it super much. Unless, of course, this was real and I've, 
I have no connection with grilled cheese because I don't, and I don't have that memory attached to anybody. So I'd just be like, oh, you sent this to the wrong person. <laughs> okay. Well, what if somebody says this made me think of you and they send you a picture of the Iron Giant? I would automatically think it was a person who listened to our podcast. Okay. Would, that or it'd be one of my brothers because it was um, Noah's favorite movie. Okay. What if they said, this made me think of you, and they send you a picture of uh, fully buttered popcorn? Oh, we 100% went to movies together. I was a big movie guy. And I used to tell people, um, there's two things. I didn't like you more than popcorn, and I didn't like you more than Netflix. And I called Netflix Flixie. <laughs> yeah, I remember So I'm like, that. that's my girlfriend, Flixie. Um, we have a date, and we're going to have some popcorn. And I was obsessed with popcorn. So um, that would probably be like a high school friend, because I was the popcorn guy. No one liked popcorn more than me. All right. Well, what if somebody sent you a text that said, this made me think of you, and it was a picture of a rave? Oh, uh, see, I'm a, all these things I'm taking very positive. None of these things are really negative. Um, big dancer, bro. So I think if someone sent me something related to raves, I'd be like, oh, they miss my dancing skills. What if somebody sent you a picture of the IMDB page for the first Thor movie? I would have no idea what that person was talking about (laughs) at all. I'd be so lost. Not even a little bit of subtext. I'd be like, um, the first Thor movie made me think of you. Like you showed great potential and I invested more time in you. And that's how we got Avengers Endgame. Like, yeah. The person texting you was your senior year English teacher. Yeah. Like there was a <laughs> lot of potential and you really capitalized on it. I'm super proud of you. But like for the most part, I'm thinking this person's high, drunk or texting the wrong person. Okay. Last one. Uh, what if somebody says this made me think of you and they send you a picture of Matthew McConaughey wearing a cowboy hat and a t-shirt that says, who's your daddy? Oh, I went through a huge phase where I was going to get into stripping. Um, so that makes me think of like magic Mike. And I was okay. I was going to, I wasn't going to go nude down to underwear and I was like invested. And I used to, I've never seen magic Mike, but I've seen all the dance videos at least 20 times. Um, so I'm thinking this person's like, Oh, they, they knew me back when I wanted to be a stripper. That's right. <laughs> you came up with an answer for that much faster than I thought you were going to. Yeah, bro. You it's not like a lot of practice improv all the time, but that's like all real answers. That's what I would say. Yeah. Cause I, dude, I went through a huge magic Mike phase. <laughs> okay fair enough well that was thinking of you that was our one hit wonder it's never coming back uh alex have you been watching anything else um i watched the new space jam yeah and i watched wonder woman 84 i heard that space jam was bad it's okay so i also listened to i listened to a billion podcasts too many more than you guys um lebron james was on smartless talking to will arnett Sean and uh, the other guy, Jason really Bateman, famous, Jason Bateman. And he talks about like, I would love to get entertainment. Who doesn't want to be in movies? I loved it. And they're all like, it was, you did a really good job. Pretty good. It was bad, bro. And I'm not saying everything, everything about it was bad. LeBron James can't act to save his life. It was horrible. He dude, I can't even compare it to anything. I could play basketball better than he can act. I know what you're talking about because I've seen a few like ads starring basketball players before, like so, like subway ads or whatever. And I'm like, what are we doing here? There's like, you can tell it's just like, oh, they grabbed them off the court, put a camera in their face and said, read these lines. Dude, I think he had an acting coach too. It was bad. But here's the thing. I think I'm not sure. Ky- I think Kyrie Irving can act because he was in a movie called Uncle Drew, which is about him. Also. Shaq has been in movies and I'm know for a fact both those guys can act better than LeBron James because that was so bad. Don Cheadle's in it. 
We've seen Shaq in a movie for the podcast. Have we? What was it? Hubie Halloween. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm just all I'm saying is that movie was <laughs> super bad. And the thing is, I don't know if it was better than, or not than the first one because I haven't seen the first one in 15 years. Um, but it was rough. It was real bad. The dialogue was trash. And LeBron James just don't quit your day job. Yeah. Then went and watched Wonder Woman, which was much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. My big complaint about Wonder Woman 84, spoilers if you haven't seen it, it's been a year and a half. Um, it's on HBO Max. Check it out. Shout out to our sponsor, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, the big thing about Maxwell Lord, he's infamous in the comics because uh, Wonder Woman kills him. And that's kind of like a big controversial moment in comics is like Wonder Woman kills Maxwell Lord. And I was kind of hoping to see that in 84. Yeah, I'm upset that they're all like, we'll just renounce our wish. I'm like, you're telling me billions of people all decided, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah, right. She should have killed him. It's not a perfect movie. It's it's also not a podcast movie, so we don't need to talk about it for super long. I was pleasantly surprised, but it's not a great movie. Yeah. um, I have been playing... So yesterday I wrapped up playing 12 Minutes which is an interactive mystery game starring James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. What a freaking And guest. let me, it's a time loop game where throughout the game, you know, uh, every 12 minutes the game resets. And let me tell you, 12 minutes is too short to have a time loop for a video game because I must have done like 50 loops before I'm like, all right, this sucks. I need a guide. So I got about halfway through the game on my own, and I'm like, this is getting, for lack of a better term, this is getting too repetitive, and I'm not solving anything, so I need to look this up. And some of the puzzle answers were just so pedantic. I'm like, what, what, what even? So, um, like, there's a bit where um, there's a light switch. First of all, the game takes place in three rooms. So, like, there wasn't much to explore. So, when I felt like I ran out of ideas, I hit a wall hard. Right. And the the solution to the puzzle that I was stuck on is there's a light switch in your house that if you turn it on once, it shocks you. But if you turn it on twice, it electrocutes you. So, what you have to do is you have to turn the light on once, then give your wife sleeping pills. She goes into the bedroom, turns the lights off. And then goes to bed. Then you hide in the closet, wait for the cop to arrive. He goes into the bedroom, turn the lights on a second time. He gets shocked, knocked out. You grab his handcuffs and his gun, cuff him, shoot him, and then interrogate him. Get his daughter's number from his phone and then reset and call his daughter. Tell her that you're innocent. And then it goes on. I'm like, how was I supposed to get that? (laughs) How on earth was i supposed to put all those steps together what the heck i want to know what an honest speed run of that game looks like for someone who's never heard of it or looked up any clues yeah so the minimum number of loops it takes to beat it is 11 so and like you can cut the loop short by uh, various ways like dying yeah so um So, like, you could do it in, like, maybe, like, 90 minutes, maybe an hour if you're good about it. But there were so many times where I'm like, there's something that I have to do at the very end of this loop. I have to wait 10 minutes to do this one little thing. 
but I forgot a small detail at the beginning of the loop. So now I have to start it all over again and I've wasted 20 minutes of my time. And I'm like, it's a very cool concept, but I think it was too weighed down by its video by by the fact that it's a video game right i mean i i I, see the thing is we've had this conversation before is i stick to what i know um as far as video games movies i gotta like to change it up tv shows like to change it up i hate rewatching, but video games i'll replay all the time so i'm never going to experience this game because i never try new things as far as video games go so i'm surprised you're not disappointed more often by the amount of video games you play it's crazy how many different ones you play. Yeah, I mean, that's why I do it, is I love video games with a passion. And so the fact that I don't like genres that I haven't touched yet. That's why I started playing Splinter Cell, because mm-hmm. everybody and their mother in the gaming community loves Splinter Cell. And I'm like, I've never played one. So I bought three of them and like went to town. All right, man. Do you watch any All right. movies? <laughs> nope. I am movied out. New TV between, shows? Um... Uh, the new season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine has started. It's okay. <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm not exactly in a headspace to watch a comedy about cops in New York, <laughs> if you'd believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, next week, for our, our best and worst target, is Anne Hathaway. We are watching Bride Wars, which is her worst movie, and Les Mis, which is her best movie. Um, Kate Hudson... Pulling double duty Dude, in our I, best and worst. I am known for not liking Kate Hudson. I found out she was in this first movie. I'm like, well, that sucks. And then I looked up her IMDb. Her known for has Bride Wars in it. I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Kate Hudson is going to be up there with Robert Pattinson as our most watched like actors. And it's, gonna be, it's a sleeper, bro. It sneaks up on you. Be like, Wait, she's in this? Yeah. So uh, do you have anything else? No, man. I think that's it. All right. Well, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces. (laughs) 